let's go. Home video hustle, 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 What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. And this is the home video hustle where we hustle, motherfucking hustle. It is round five. The round that I was kind of most excited for because this is the one I've heard from not even just friends. I've heard it through pop culture osmosis. I've heard it through YouTube reviews. I've seen it on a letterboxd. I've seen it on Rotten Tomatoes. I've seen it on IMDb. This is the one that is considered to be the worst of the Rocky films. With Stallone himself even getting it a zero out of ten. I was so excited to watch this. I, I mean, even, well, I mean, you only heard it if you're a patron, though. But even what were they thinking? The homies Brennan and Nathan, they even did an episode on Rocky Five, And all they watch is whack shit. That's why it's called What Were They Thinking? Shout out to them. But this all led me here to this fucking picture that came out in 1990. 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. And a 31% from both the audience, and the critics. Universal agreement that this movie is a two-pack of that ass. I had to find out. I was so excited, man, to see what just what the hell happened in Rocky V to make it so unloved. Coming into it, the absolutely only thing I knew is that he fights a guy named Tommy Gunn, and it's in the street. There is no boxing match. That's all I knew about Rocky Five. So to get it started, how do we start? Well, like we always do, it's a fight recap of part four. And as the credits were going on, I saw the name Burgess Meredith pop up. And I was like, huh, how the fuck is he back? Because that's the guy that played Mickey, if you don't know. I'm like, Mickey died harder than Bruce Willis in part three. How is he back here again? So I'm like, okay, it must be some dream sequences or maybe he's going to have like Mickey spirit pop up on him and talk to him or something. I was very curious when that name popped up. And I was even more curious about this movie when I saw the fucking director of this is not Stallone. It's the director of the original Rocky movie, which I'm wondering why he brought homie back. Maybe the, oh, well, I mean, I'm saying that, duh. I know why he brought him back probably because this is basically a retread of the first movie in some ways because he's going to, well, we'll get through it. I'm going to go through the movie like usual and then we're going to talk about it. Because this one, again, picks up right after the fight in part four. It's like right then and after he's in the shower and your man is in there. You can tell Rocky kind of bud because the trainer is in there like, hey, man, you did good, Rocky. You know what I mean? And he's just like, get Adrian. And he's like, hey, he's like, get Adrian. And Adrian comes in there and I was like, yo, what's good, homie? He's like, my hands, they can't stop shaking. It's like, I ain't never felt this before. And you remember in the last movie, Drago was punching at like, what the fuck was it? Like 2,000 pounds per hit? And he was just taking them hits like it was not a damn thing. So, yeah, I bet you are shaking, motherfucker. Like, he was like letting him throw mad bombs at his head. That's one thing about Rocky. I guess, you know, he got that hard head. But 
he don't really block a lot. He play almost like how me and Cameron play Fight Night Round 2, where it's like we just going for haymakers and we might just like dodge, but we ain't putting them hands up the block. And Rocky's going to find out he should have did that. Because he gets back home doing the press conference and everything. And the kid even, I think, notices, like he sees the pops and he's like, yo, something's different about dad or something. What's up with dad? He asks a question to Paul and Paul's like, I don't know. He just took a bad hit or something like that. And right off the bat, I got to say, I was so confused for a second because I was thinking back. Because I had watched part four like maybe a couple days before I watched part five. And I'm like, all right, I remember his kid was sitting in front of the goddamn TV with two little dudes. And they looked like they was probably elementary age or something. Like maybe like eight years old or something like that. Or maybe no, 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 no. I wouldn't even say eight. He looked like he's probably about four to five years old. Watch it like, that's my dad on the TV in part four. I remember this. So when they showed the little homie run up now, I'm like, this motherfucker in age five years in a few months or so, however long Rocky was in there training in part four, because when he come back home, it's Stallone's kid playing the kid or whatever. And this motherfucker looked like he about, if he went from, if he was five years on the last movie, he looked like he about damn near 11, 12 years old now or some shit. Not maybe not 12. He about nine to 10 years old. If not, more, I don't know. He looked about five years older. That's all I'm going to say. So it had me confused about the timeline. I'm like, how fucking long was he gone? Because Aiden, nobody else looks this much older. Was he training for five years to fight Drago? Or did Stallone just want to put his little homie in the movie? Because he's going to have a bigger character arc. That's probably what it is. But it was fucking weird and confusing. But your man is up there giving his press conference. And then you get the homie Duke. I think I fucked up and called homie Duke. I don't know how. Again, like I said, there's just so much of these movies that's just absorbed through pop culture osmosis that I was thinking that the dude that trained Rocky to fight Creed. I'm sorry, not to fight Creed, but to fight Drago. That was training Creed. I thought his name was Duke. I thought I heard that somewhere. But I must just have been confusing it with this dude because this guy is Duke. And... They may as well just call the motherfucker Don King. I'm surprised Stallone didn't even just hire Don King. But then again, he might not have done it because they kind of fuck him up a little bit. They're kind of making fun of They're kind of talking shit about Don King. Actually, now I think about it. See, so yeah, he wouldn't have done this. Because they basically calling him like, you know, he a snake and all this. Rocky going to steal on him at the end and all this. So, yeah, I can see why they didn't get it, actually. But, but it's basically what he is. And he even says only in America. And I'm pretty sure that was Don King's catchphrase. So basically you got Don King coming up on the stage and he got like a new fight prospect and he's challenging Rocky to a fight. You know, he looking for that paycheck. You know, fighting Rocky going to be a big ass paycheck. So he like, hey, come and fight my boy and all this other shit. And Rocky is like, and Adrian is looking because she like, motherfucker, you was just in there shaking. You better not take this fight. And Rocky agrees. So he's kind of like, you know, I just got back home. Let me tell you about the flight and everything. Just completely ignores his whole challenge. Like, dude, just standing there like, like a sucker. But then, um, of course, you know, the reporters, they all some messy motherfuckers. So they trying to get the scoop. They like, yo, when y'all going to fight? And he's like, bro, ain't going to be no fight. And so Rocky just bang out. And then, of course, I, I, it's, I swear it alternates almost every movie, it seems like. Because part four, Paulie didn't get on my nerves as much. I don't remember anyway. And the fact that I don't remember means he probably didn't get on my nerves as much. But Paulie has done like the ultimate fuck nigga shit now because i guess if i recall right and i got the story right paulie signed over power of attorney to some i don't what you would call like accountant or some shit whoever was handling rocky's books i guess which why the fuck would you let this motherfucker handle anything money wise rocky or adrian like adrian even fucking up on this i put some blame on her like you know 
That's your brother, and you've been we've been seeing this motherfucker for four movies before this. You know he ain't shit. You know he's back there, you know, pounding out his sex robot or whatever it was. Just let him do that. Don't get this motherfucker no financials. Let him have his little bullshit gig where he in the corner with the cut man doing what he do or whatever. Do not let this nigga handle the books. And you want to know why, folks? Because when he's handed over that power of attorney, Rocky basically got jacked. Because I guess that person, they said, put money into a bunch of stocks that went biggity, biggity, bomb. And now all that money gone. And they don't even got the crib because Adrian thought the crib was paid off. But they was like, "Uh, no, you actually didn't pay it off. You owe about 400K on this bitch. So goodbye. Estate sale time. Paulie done fucked us all the way back to Philly. So more so than Paulie just being an asshole, being a racist, Paulie then fucked him out of all that money. Your boy Rocky took all them hits for that money. All that shit gone now just because this little fuck boy. Paulie would have died, bro. Like, I mean, even Adrian looked like she was about to fuck Paulie up, honestly. Because he's like, oh, you're not going to blame this all on me? Yeah, we are. You will be so disowned, dog. Fuck Paulie again. But of course, Rocky is like, uh, n- no, we ain't about to give up shit. I'm about to go get back in the ring. I'm about to go call Duke. We about to, I'm about to go whoop that dude ass. And Adrian is like, well, can you please for me at least go see a doctor? Because, motherfucker, you was just shaking. And uh, they go to the doctor and they basically say he got like a hole in his membrane from taking too many punches. And if he go back in the ring, he could be paralyzed or die or something like that. So you already know Adrian is like, huh, no, your ass ain't going nowhere, playboy. Which I, I read online because I was curious about this. And I looked up some stuff about Rocky Fogg. The injury that he actually has in this movie wouldn't be as bad as they make it out to be in this movie. Like, I, I heard that from what I read, a lot of fighters have this problem. It doesn't actually, like, kill you or stop. Like, people fight with it all the time. So maybe, oh, Stallone didn't do exact research. Maybe he just said, fuck it, it's a movie. Who cares? He's not. Like, Adrian is the type where even if they told her that, I'm sure, she still would have told that motherfucker, like, no, you ain't fighting shit. With that being out, they just sell all the stuff in an estate auction, and we we moving back where we were in the first movie, and it's pretty much, the, yeah. Now I can see why they brought the director of the first movie back, because we're going right back to that first movie for the most part. He even finds his old outfit that he was wearing with the hat and the leather jacket and gloves and everything. Complete 180 all the way back to the first movie, because they even going back by the gym. And this is where you get Burgess Meredith, because he goes back to Mick's old gym that I guess he, I guess Mick left him the gym, it sounded like, from what I was hearing. So that's his gym now. And he's standing in there and he's looking at the ring and he has like an old memory flash of him and Mickey's, you know, sitting in the ring. And I was just looking like, man, my boy Burgess was looking old here, boy. Like, I guess it's 1990. And the first one was like, what, 1976? So, I mean, naturally that he's older now, but he's looking like it. And I was like, sheesh. But he ended up giving him a necklace that I think he said Rocky Marciano gave him. It was like a little boxing glove. Or he said it was a cuffling, but he made it into a necklace and he gave it to Rocky. And then I laughed because in the next scene, you know, they start showing the neighborhood. And in the original movie, they had the little doo-wop group or whatever on the street corner. And they were singing it like, they were like, take me back or some shit like that. And it was like a little doo-wop thing. But now it's 1990. Hip-hop is popular. So this soundtrack almost is all hip-hop. And there's like a, it's a hip-hop rendition of that same song from the first movie. And it caught me off guard. Never had me nod my head. I ain't going to fry like the soundtrack in this one. The last two movies have had a decent soundtrack. I mean, part four is kind of better. It's almost like pop, f- pop four, part four had like generic, you know, 80s pop music. And this one has that generic 90s, early 90s rap music that a lot of the kids movies would have. It's like, you know, we're not going to get, you know, two live crew. We're not going to get like, I don't know, like 
Nas or Karis or somebody like that. We're going to get tag team, you know, shit like that. It sounds, that's what, the, that's probably, if you know what I'm talking about, if you know Whoop, there it is, not Woot, there it is. Whoop, there it is, it's 95 South. If you know Whoop, there it is, the bootleg version by tag team, that's what this soundtrack gives me vibes of. It gives me tag team vibes. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking the whole time. But it's, it, you know, I'm a hip hop fan. So, you know, anytime I hear hip hop, I'm going to nod my head a little bit. So, it's like I was digging the soundtrack for what it was. It's not great hip hop. It's movie hip hop. It's white movie hip hop, even. That's probably an even better way to explain it. This ain't Beat Street. This ain't Crush Groove. You know, this ain't Wild Style. This is Rocky Five. So, this is the rap you're going to get. But it's not the worst. I give it that. Yeah, they back in the old crib from the first couple movies. I think it's actually the crib from the second movie. Well, did he move in with Adrian in that movie? I can't remember. I know Rocky had the bullshit apartment. That ain't where they at. Adrian had a crib, though, with Paulie. That might be where they're at. I can't remember the exact layout, but I'm thinking that's where they at. No? Oh, well, no. I'm about to say he, they bought a house. They bought a better house in Rocky 2. I don't think that's the one they're at, though. No, because Paulie said he, he kept that house. So that it is the house that they had. Okay, so they're back in Paulie and Adrian's original house. That's where they're at. And Adrian's sitting there, and Duke is calling Adrian on the phone, trying to talk Adrian into the fight. And Adrian tells him again to fuck off. Rocky, the next day, is t- walking his son, Rocky Jr., to school. And, you know, Rocky Jr. grew up with all the fame and the fortune and the big-ass house and everything. So, you know, it's a big culture shock to him. You know, we in the hood, bro. You know, you're going from private school to public school. And he's trying to give him the lowdown on everything, trying to keep, you know, to watch out for scammers and all that. And the little homie's like, yeah, okay, sure. They're almost teaching each other in a way because he's trying to you know, be a good dad and teach his son about life in the streets and everything. And then, you know, the son is bringing an educated viewpoint to it, teaching Rocky a few new words and everything. And this is all going to come back later. And I knew it immediately, like, once the kid, I was like, he going to get beat up or he going to get bullied or something. And I don't think it happens here. I think it happens later. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, it happens later. So, yeah, I knew that was coming. Finally, though, because I was wondering where this motherfucker was, because this is one thing I knew about this movie. Tommy Gunn. It's standing like I think outside the gym or the bar. He's outside somewhere waiting on Rocky, trying to holler at him. And Rocky is like, "Nah, I'm good right now, dog. I ain't no trainer." And then Duke Duke rolls up again at that point, and is trying to get Rocky again. He's antagonizing him on purpose. You know, he's talking about, "Oh, I guess Adrian where's the parents' relationship and everything." He is Duke is trying his hardest to get this goddamn fight. He want that payday, but Rocky will not give it to him, no matter what. Then the next day, son goes to school. And he get robbed for his coke. Some little dudes come up and they're like, hey, ain't you Rocky's kid? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I seen your dad fight. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's a fucking bum, bitch. Now run that motherfucking coat. And they jacked the little homie coat, man. That's crazy because there was, it was two dudes, and but it was a girl. And the two dudes robbing, but then the girl, I guess, feel bad about it. So she trying to be cool. But I was like, man, I knew if I was an old boy, I'd be like, make the fuck away from me. Which he does at one point. He does say, kind of get at it. Like, he's like, oh, where are your boyfriends at, motherfucker? Like, why you? You was fucking with them. Why you bothering me now? Nah, you probably set me up, nigga. You know, he a lot nicer than I am, I guess. So he kind of, she tries to comfort him and be like, you know, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, at that moment, they got them. I don't, they don't ever explicitly say they in a like boyfriend, girlfriend type deal. But that's what it looked like throughout the whole movie after this part. Rocky finally gives Tommy Gunn a shot in the ring at the gym. And he has it, gives him a sparring partner. But then Tommy Gunn just go ape shit and just start beating the fuck out of dude. You find out why later because there's a whole thing he goes into about Every time he sees somebody in the gym, he thinks about his dad because his dad was abusive and he wants to beat the fuck out of his dad. So I guess, I guess that's what happened. He started fighting dude and just avenges, that was bad, envisioned his dad. And he just started pummeling dudes to the point where like, hey, Rocky was like, yo, yo, get the fuck out of here. Because he was like, oh, what'd you think? Like, you dumbass. Like, he's like, I think you can't follow directions. Get the fuck out my ring. And so there you go. Tommy Gunn fucked up. 
I mean, of course, you already know, though. Like, well, I didn't know at the time, but I should have known. But eventually, Tommy Gunn does win him over, and he becomes his trainer. I forget. Well, he's talking to him outside the bar or whatever, and that's, he talks his way into getting trained by Rocky. And then he gets back in the ring. And the whole movie, basically, because there's a lot of montages that happen. Of course, it's a Rocky movie, but because he brings him home to dinner, and he's, like, hyping him up, telling him, oh, Mickey used to tell me this. We're going to train. We're going to do this. And then you get him training and everything, get the montage. Tommy Gunn is doing his thing, and Rocky is pretty much living out his fighting dreams through Tommy Gunn since he can't really fight anymore. He's like, well, I'll be a trainer, and I'll just live vicariously through you pretty much. But because of this, his son is starting to feel neglected because there's a whole dinner table scene where they're talking. And, you know, every time the son tries to say something, your boy Stallone is like, oh, that's what's up. But, yo, Tommy, you want to do this? Adrian notices it. Paulie noticed it. Even Paulie bitch ass notices it. Rock don't notice it, though, because his head is so far up that fight game that he can't really notice that his son is... Even this son getting... You no, know, he got a fucking black eye from getting stole on at school. And he's trying to, like, oh, maybe I could teach him to fight. And Adrian's like, nah, we don't want to do that. And he's like, all right, well, fuck it then. Tommy Gun, let's go back to talking about fighting niggas. That's all he worried about. And that's what, you know, makes him start fucking with TG a little bit more. And it leads to the kid getting robbed a second time. So while all the training is going on... Lil Rocky is in the background and he's training with Paulie seemingly and he's like hitting the speed bag. He's doing the put the one arm push up type deal that his pops is basically emulating what his pops is doing with Tommy Gunn, but he's doing it by himself or with Paulie. And as that's going on, Tommy Gunn is getting his fights in. He's winning a bunch. Of, I mean, he starts out losing him a little bit, but he starts listening to Rocky more and that's when he starts winning. So you get the montage of him going from like the. They were actually fighting the first time at the place where Rocky fought Spider Rico at the very beginning of the first movie. So he starts basically from exactly where Rocky did, and he kind of goes up in a similar fashion. And then while that's going on, little homie, though, they come up trying to fuck with my boy again on, the, on when he's at school, him and Gurley. And he just, he just throws his bag down. He's like, basically, bitch, step up. What you want? And the homie, the little bully dude is like, oh, okay. He, you can tell he kind of shook by that response. And then Rock, the Rocky Jr., I should say, starts whooping the little bully ass. It was hilarious. He just hit, he just sticking. He's like, bah, 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 bah. Like, it ain't even like a flurry or nothing. It's just like a bitch, pause, bitch, pause, bitch. Like, fuck, piecing him up. And I love to see it. But, and it was funny because, and I know this is a real thing in real life because I've seen it happen. But, you know, the bully's been fucking my man this whole time, stole his coat. He whooped his ass and he looked at the homie. He's like, you want some of this too? And he's like, no, I don't even like that dude, bro. And he ran off like a hoe. And he looked at dude and he's like, yo, I believe that's my coat. And he ran his coat back off of him. And he looked at him and he put his coat back on. Look at him. He's like, so, so what's good? We good? And he's like, yeah, 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 we good, bro. And yeah, that's how that worked out. And little girl in the background smiling like a motherfucker. She like, oh, that's my man's right there, boy. And that's basically what um, Rocky was saying with Adrian in there. And she was like, you know, well, I only teach him to get a good punch because Tommy Gunn was even like, you know, it's treating him like balloon. You pop him once, they ain't gonna be, they gonna be gone. They ain't gonna fuck with you no more. Something like that. So I know that I know that's a, a stance that people have different opinions on. Some people are all with bullies, you know, just go get an adult. And some people are like, yo, just beat the fuck out of them. I don't know it's because I'm a guy or nothing, but I'm in the camp. But just beat the fuck out of them, honestly, man. I grew up with little bully and shit popping off for a little while. And then I got tired of it. And I just did pretty much with my, I ain't do it the exact same fashion. I ain't got no boxing skill now. But I basically, I would grow up watching Kung Fu movies and shit. So I'm like, okay, punch, dodge, and all that type of shit. And then it really didn't happen much more after that. The one thing that didn't happen, though, that usually does happen and happens in this movie is that, you know, there's always a thing where it's like you get, you beef with a dude, you get into a fight, you whoop their ass, and then somehow you end up cool with each other. It's kind of like a weird guy thing. 
And that's what happens here because later on, Rocky Jr. is going to be hanging out with these two dudes and girly, and they just going to be chilling and shit like none of that ever happened again. You know, you just beat it out of your system, I guess, which sound weird. I didn't mean it that way, but I'm talking about fighting. But that's pretty much what happened here. But with me, that didn't happen. I whooped dudes' ass, and I was like, get the fuck away from me now. Like, nothing, we ain't nothing. We done talking. Sometimes it can happen that way. Sometimes it don't. But I was happy to see my man get that knockout in, though. And it was crazy because, you know, you start to notice Tommy Gunn is not really listening a whole lot to Rocky. And even Paulie bitch ass is pointed out. He's telling him, like, you know, the boat is sunk. Pretty much like, you lost him, bro. It's a wrap. But Rocky's like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, he don't see it yet. And then, of course, Duke sees it. So he running game on homeboy Tommy Gunn real hard. He hustling him. He even gave him 20K and a, and a little white girly. Like, here, I got some pussy for you. I got some money for you. Come fuck with your boy. And I give you a title shot. The trifecta. Coochie, money, and fights. That's what Tommy Gunn is looking for. So on Christmas Day, you know, Rock is having a little Christmas get together at the crib. He got Paulie dressed up like Santa. But at this point, little homie Rocky Jr. is like feeling neglected and he's feeling rebellious. So he's like, man, what the fuck is this, Pops? I already know that's Uncle Paulie. And the Rocky's like, what do you mean? We did this last year and, you know, everything was cool. And you're like, well, it ain't cool this year, Pops. And you could tell he's rebellious because he got a little dangly earring on out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, there's that rebellious sign right there. I see that short hand alone. But he eventually got to go talk Sonny down. And basically, this is where Sonny just tells him exactly how he feels. He's like, you know, you fucking with Tommy. I thought we was the home team. That's the little thing. He's like, home team, right? Well, I thought we was the home team. You know, what, what's all this Tommy Gunn shit? Tommy Gunn ain't home team. Tommy Gunn don't even fuck with you like that. He don't even listen to you like that. He even seen, he's even telling the boat is sunk with Tommy Gunn and Rocky can't see it. Oh, but he about to, though. Because uh, Tommy Gunn and Duke finally show. Because the whole time, Rocky's like, I don't know who Tommy is. You know, he's late to dinner. You know, he's about to eat. Well, he shows up with your boy Duke. And Duke brought a bunch of gifts and agents. Like, I don't want that shit. He's like, well, give it to the neighbors then, bitch. Like, <laughs> just take the gifts. And I just want to let you know that you can train Rocky still. But he fighting for me now. So it's This shit remind me of Def Jam fight for New York almost. With how's the, if you know that storyline, that game. Where it's like they're all fighting over. You know, you play as your creative character. And you beating up on Snoop Dogg's crew. But then there's a point where Snoop Dogg recruits you. He tricks you. He steals your girl. And he got you fighting for him now. And so you got to go beat up all your homie fighters. It kind of was giving me vibes of that. Actually, this will give me real uh, Def Jam fight for New York, New York vibes later on. We'll talk about it. But yeah, it's where Rocky find out what it is, man. Tommy Gunn ain't fucking with you no more. Your homie is lost. Is a rat for that shit. And uh, Adrian comes out there and, and basically breaks it all down for him. Like she always do in these movies. She's like, man, look. He gone. He don't have the heart you did. He can fight good, sure, but he ain't got that heart, and he's going to lose because of that. But you're going to lose your family. You're already losing your son. You're losing me. You're losing Paulie. You need to come back home. Fuck Tommy Gunn. And she right. So Rocky goes down there and makes up with his son. Oh, he doesn't go down to the basement. Sorry, he actually walks. The son is hanging out at the street corner smoking cigarettes with the little homies, and, you know, they basically, they hash it out, man. They talk it out. They get everything popped off. Everything is lovely again. And why, you know, well, not why that's going on, but later on, Rocky is watching the big fight on TV, Tommy Gunn versus uh Duke's homie that he was trying to get Rocky to fight. And he beats the fuck out of dude. And the whole time, like I said, Rocky is living vicariously through it because he got to punch it back. And every time your boy, Tommy Gunn, land that punch, he punching the back. Like, yeah, let's stick him with the left. Duke, stick the jab, all that shit. And everybody's just watching it along with him and they know what's really going on. So they're just like, whatever to it. But then... When Tommy went that belt, he's like, man, I want to give love. I want to say thank you to the person that helped me the most through all of this. And Rocky all hyped. He's like, hey, he's going to thank me. And he's like, I want to thank Duke. And then and your boy Rocky just like, oh, 
And even Adrian just shake her head like, ah, yep. We all knew this was coming. So Rocky really get what it is now. And then it's hilarious because then they had a press conference after the fight. And Tommy Gunn is sitting there, you know, all chin up high. Like, yeah, I'm the shit. And the reporters are like, uh, so yeah, how's it feel being under Rocky's shadow, bitch? And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, that guy was a bum, man. You fighting bums out here. You ain't the champion. You a paper champion. Everybody know Rocky was a true champion. He just had retired his belt and everything. You ain't shit, bitch. So they walk, what do you mean? I'm better than Rocky. I could beat Rocky. And they're like, yeah, sure, bitch. You always going to be Rocky's trainee. So, you know, that pisses your boy Tommy Gunn off. And Tommy Gunn rolls up to the bar over in the hood and is like, yo, Rocky, they ain't going to quit fucking with me unless I beat your ass. So you need to step outside or I'm sorry, you need to get in the ring and we need to hash this shit. I need to beat your ass. And Rocky's like, motherfucker, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm not fighting you. Fuck you. And Paul even steps up and says something. Your boy stills on Paulie. So, of course, you know, you didn't even know we are. I mean, I don't know why we are. But even though I say, fuck Paulie, Rocky, like, that's still my mans, though. So he's like, how about we just step outside and do Because I know, no, no, we do it in the ring. And Rocky's like, oh, oh, you a bitch now? You don't want to step outside? Motherfucker? No, it's Tommy Gunn. Of course, like, oh, no, no, fuck that. Let's go outside. And this is what I'm saying. It remind me of Def Jam Fight for New York because, you know, that game is all about underground street fighting. And you got the crowd of people around. You can like throw people toward the crowd and they'll push the fighter back and it usually gives you like a free hit and all that. So this whole ending just reminded me of Death Jam 5 from New York, real strong. And Rocky, he was whooping ass for a minute, but then he kept doing something that drove me crazy is that every time he got an advantage over Tommy Gunn, I don't know why he figured that dude would just stop and take that ass whooping. He keeps turning his fucking back. It's like, don't turn your back. What did Bruce Lee tell you, motherfuckers? Never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you bow. Damn it, I remember that. Shit. But he pays for it, though. You know, like he should. Because then Tommy Gunn comes up behind him, grabs him, and starts beating him fucking ribs up. And he's, like, throwing him to the ground and everything. He's taking a lot of hits to the head, which triggers a lot of that brain trauma we were talking about. You know, he's having flashes. He's seeing multiple Tommy Guns. He's, you know, getting blurry. But then he has that vision of Paulie again, and Paulie is telling him to get the fuck up. You know, I and it's funny because I like South Park and there's that episode where Randy, you know, he's getting beat up. He's like, I didn't hear no bell. I didn't realize that came from this movie because that's Paulie's like little line that he says multiple times. This movie is that, you know, whenever your man's getting beat up or something, he's like, I didn't hear no bell. Get the fuck up. Fight. And so he hears that in his head and he gets up and he starts fighting. And of course, Rocky ends up beating Tommy Gunn because we all knew that was going to happen. And, uh, Tommy Gunn is on the ground and he walks over to Duke and Duke is like, you hit me, I'll sue. You hit me, I'll sue. And then he, Rocky looks at Adrian. Adrian like, don't do it, bro. And he's like, man, fuck it. He doesn't punch him in the jaw or nothing like I would hope he would. He just punches him real fucking hard in the stomach and that he's so hard in the stomach that he flies and like lands on the hood of a car. And he's like, sue me for what? Like, bitch, I'm broke. <laughs> so, and you know, typically with the Rocky movies, it usually ends right after the fight. But I guess since this was to be the last Rocky movie, you do get a little scene after that fight of uh, you know Rocky and Rocky Jr. They're running up those same steps to where that Rocky statue was and is in real life, I'm pretty sure. And he's pointed out to him. He's like, man, look at this statue. This shit crazy. And then he hands his son that. He's like, I got something for you, son. He gives him the necklace with the Rocky Marciano glove on it. And then I guess you know him and his son are going off to enjoy dad at the museum after that because Rocky's like, yo, I ain't never been to a museum. He's like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. So, you know. He's taking that time out to bond with his son. 
And so it's all a happy ending. You know, we're back home. We ain't got the big crib no more, but I got my family and he's got the gym. So I'm sure eventually, like, I don't know what Rocky six is going to be. I know Rocky six is him fighting again somehow that maybe he's going to find a fighter that he can train right this time. And he can make a decent living off of that or just off of the gym in general. You know, he's just going back to simple living here. And that's Rocky five, man. That was. You know, for a while until to what, 2006, I think that was the end of Rocky for about 16 years. So what did I think about Rocky five? I didn't think it was horrible. Honestly, I didn't think that this was like the worst thing ever. Like, I'm not going to give it a zero out of 10 like Stallone. I can see why people may have been disappointed by it, because, you know, the thing about the Rocky movies is that you always had the big characters. You had your Apollo Creed. You had your Mr. T's. You know, you had a uh, Drago, even though. Drago wasn't big in personality, but Drago was, I mean, he, it's hard to explain. You know, Drago had charisma, but he didn't have an outward, like, personality like Apollo or Mr. T. So, but it was still a memorable character. Tommy Gunn, even though he is played by Tommy Morrison, who's a real fighter, didn't have that same charisma. And I don't, I don't know how he would have even done it because he said he's supposed to be a trainee. Like, the whole story here is that Rocky is unable to fight. And so he has to live vicariously through another fighter. And then that fighter just happens to, you know, go the wrong path, like on some Star Wars shit, I guess. So there was really no room for him to really become like if the whole story had been like not had Tommy Gunn, the whole thing was him leading up to fighting the dude that Duke brought originally. Then maybe because that dude was he was spitting some lines and trying to, you know, fast talk. But then Duke shuts him kind of down in the limo. And that was kind of the end for that character. So I that was the one thing this movie didn't have going against is a good fight or a good, you know, memorable bad guy. And because he doesn't even really become the bad guy until two thirds through the movie, even. So a lot of this movie is about, you know, Rocky and his son, for the most part. It's about the family again, not really about the boxing. And hell, so much so that you don't even get, like I said, a boxing fight. Like Rocky has no boxing fight in this movie. You know, he has a street fight. So this movie is really not about the boxing. And where they try and go back to just the drama of the first movie, which I think is why they brought back that original director, possibly. And it just it just didn't work out as much as it did in the first movie. And. That lack of good villain kind of killed a little bit of the movie. But I don't think this is, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I've seen so many worse movies than this, bro. And the Rocky character is still it's still a good character. But I did notice at times, like, I don't know if it's because Stallone had played so many other, like, action movie parts at this time. But I could tell, like, the Rocky voice with the accent and all that he's trying to do, it sounds forced here. It doesn't sound like it flows as naturally as it has in other movies. Like, I can, I can, it feels like I can tell he's putting on the, the quote-unquote, the Rocky voice. And it's real noticeable. And I also wonder, because I know, unfortunately, you know, Stallone's son had passed, I think, back in, like, what, 2012, I think it was. So I wonder if that also has some of what to do with why, why he doesn't like this movie. Because I can imagine, like, you know, my son did a movie with me, and it's all about son and father bonding and everything, and then the son not be around no more. This would definitely be hard to watch. Like, it would be hard for me to watch it. So I can understand why he, that could also play into why he doesn't really fuck with this movie very much. And I also did read online. And he said it was basically he did it out of greed. It was a cash grab, which it feels like, like I said, because the plot just it feels generic. This feels like the if it if you took Rocky out of this and just made it a different person, this feels like it could be just any type of, you know, boxing drama. It doesn't feel like a Rocky movie. That formula that Rocky movies has started pretty much with the second movie on with the fight and rematching in the big fight at the end. It doesn't have that. So it doesn't really feel like a Rocky film. So I can see, like I said, I can see it being a cash grab and I can see it being hard to watch after, you know, tragic events like that. But I I mean, it's not the worst, bro. Like I could I could watch this. Like if it was on TV, I could stop and watch Rocky five for a little bit. You know, 
I don't know how often I'll pop the disc in or nothing like that, but I mean, it's not a terrible watch. And if you're a fan of the movies, it does pretty much, it follows after part four. It gives you a pretty satisfying ending with him, you know, realizing that, you know, family is what's important. I can't fight a lot no more. You know, I got this brain damage. My son need me. You know, it's, it's only thing I could think of with Rocky six that may be a, a natural flow is that more so than him getting in the ring and fighting. Maybe it'd be his son trying to be a fighter, but I don't know if he would do that because his son seemed more book smart and he was not interested in fighting other than to protect himself. So that's maybe, maybe why he comes back and fights himself. But then again, I also just think I just uh, described the plot of Creed because Creed is Apollo Creed's son coming and fighting and trained by Rocky. So maybe somebody had that same idea. But was like, well, let's just do it with Apollo Creed this time. Again, I know absolutely fuck all about Creed. I don't know anything about that other than in second when he fights uh, Drago's son. That's all I know. So I could be not even knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. But when it comes to Rocky Five, if I was to give this a score, I gave Rocky one a seven, gave Rocky two an eight, gave Rocky three a six, gave Rocky four an eight. I would give this a five. Just because it's not as good as part three. But I also didn't, like I said, I didn't hate my time watching it. It was, I mean, I was, I was into it for a while. It was like, as it got near the end, though, it kind of started to fizzle a little bit. But I didn't know. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this movie won't end. I, I wasn't checking the timer or nothing like that. It was just flowing. It was just a flow, but it just never hooked me as much as the other movies did. So of the original five movies, this is probably this is definitely my least favorite. But it's not I won't say it's like the worst thing ever. Like it's part three is above this one. This is my least favorite. So so far, of the like I said, of the movies I ranked so far, part two would be my favorite. Then part four, then one, then three, then five. Six, I'm curious about because I don't know much about it. I just know, again, I think he fights uh, Tarver in that movie. I don't know what his character name is, but Antonio Tarver, I think, is the actual boxer he fights in that movie, if I remember right. Who was uh, at the time, if that was 2006, I think, because him and Roy, Roy Jones Jr., I'm sorry, they had some fights. So that was a name. So I'm curious how they're going to do that. And he's not an actor from what I can tell. So I'm very curious to see how that goes. Because Tommy wasn't the worst at acting. He kind of, there was times where the lines were a little stiff. But it wasn't the worst for it to be like, you know, an athlete jumping into just doing a movie. You can tell a couple line reads were a little stiff, but for the most part, that wasn't it wasn't the worst. I gave him props for that. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. Just like the movie. Like I said, the movie, that's pretty much my review of the whole movie. It was cool. It wasn't terrible. It was all right. It works. But it wasn't the worst. So I don't know if I'll get any agreement on that or not, because I know everybody seems to really fucking hate this movie. But I'll just say five out of ten. Like I said, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. So, yeah, that's Rocky Five for you, man. I'm one more, man, and I get to finish the Rocky series. This is crazy from going like to seeing none of these movies and now seeing damn near all of them. And it's been a pretty enjoyable series so far. Like, if I was to stop here, it wouldn't be the best ending, admittedly, but it wouldn't be a bad one. Like, I don't feel, I wouldn't have felt like it, if I'm just ignoring the fact that Rocky Six exists or Rocky Balboa, it should have been called Rocky Six, but that's a topic for tomorrow or whenever I record this or watch that. Sorry. But uh, but if this was the true ending of Rocky, like it was for many people until, like I said, that 16 year re- or sequel, I wouldn't be mad. It might not be the most fulfilling ending because, you know, you don't get the triumphant end and all that. But I mean, you get to see him with his son. You know, you pretty much get to see Rocky, the end of his story, maybe the start of his son's. You know, he's back home. He's with Adrian. He's happy. He's got his kid. It's not the worst ending in the world. I heard that Stallone actually wanted to kill this motherfucker at the end of the movie, which would have been weird. If Rocky did die or succumb to like the brain trauma at the end, that'd be a kind of a weird way to end the series. To go through all these movies of him being triumphant in this one. He just that ah, he did. So I'm glad they didn't go that route. 
But I'm very curious again to see Rocky Balboa. So we're going to wrap this up so I can go watch that movie. And then I'm going to come back and tell y'all about it. Rocky five gets a five out of 10. And on that note, I just got one thing left to tell you. It's that I'm Brent. <laughs> Dumbass. Have a good rest of whatever day you're listening to this on. Let me know what you think about Rocky Five. Let me know what you think about my rankings of the first five movies. Are you surprised that Rocky One is number three? Are you surprised that number three is right just right above five? You know? Let me know because I'm very curious. Because I know I know that I put out Rocky Two episode. And people all seem to really agree with me that two is better than the original. I got way more people that agree with me on that than I thought. And I had Rocky three legitimately just came out as I was recording this. So I don't know any feedback on that one yet. So let me know what you think about Rocky five, because I probably won't be able to record it because that's a, it's, well, it's Thursday as I'm recording this. So maybe Friday when I get home from work, I can do six. I'm going to try and watch that movie tonight, though. So I might just be able to throw it out there and then I can get ready for the Creed movies. So let me know your thoughts about Rocky Five. What do you think about Rocky Balboa? Like, give me a little heads up maybe about that one. Should I go in with high expectations or not? I'm going in with low ones just because it's a sixth movie 16 years later or some shit. So I don't know how it's going to work. We're going to find out together, folks. So until I come back with that review, peace.